Welcome to the Pursuit of Relentless podcast. You've got Elena here, your host. I'm super excited for today, as I am always when I get to interview someone that I've looked up to for a long time. The Spangle family in general has just been an inspiration to me throughout my business career. I've been watching them adapt in business. We're in the same company, which is really cool. So I've been kind of watching Ben along the way and just seeing how the business has transitioned over the years and I just really look up to him. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Ben. Well, Elena, thanks for having me. It's really special to be together. I've been looking forward to this. I know you've been helping me out too. Much appreciated. And yeah, I'm excited to spend some time together. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. How long have you been podcasting now? Uh, Well, I think we our first episode came out about a month and a half ago. Nice. not, Not too long. Yeah. That's cool. And what got you started in business in general? It was kind of fluke. It was kind of random chance. Actually, I was, uh, you know, I wasn't entrepreneurial. Well, I didn't know I was entrepreneurial is a better way to put that. I, I wasn't in business at that point in time. I was working construction. And I was always at that point in my life, I was always money motivated. So I was working as an electrician anytime overtime would come out or anything like that. I always wanted to work overtime. You know, if we could work the weekends, I wanted to, cause they'd pay you a time and a half or double time and, oh, yeah. you know, making oh, yeah. more, more money for the same hours made sense to me. And then I end up on a job site 13 years ago, 13 and a half years ago now, I guess. And fortunately for me, I mean, it's just one of those, sometimes good things happen. This is one of those things. I end up on a job site become friends with a guy at, I was in my early twenties at that point, I was 20 or 21. And I ended up moving in with him and his wife and his now wife, his girlfriend at the time. He was in the business world. He was in financial services, working with our company. And funny enough, he didn't actually talk to me about it that much until a couple months later. Long story short, I started to learn more about it. Love the idea of being an entrepreneur. Love the idea of working for myself. I mean, to not have a boss was a dream that I didn't even know I was dreaming, you know, unlimited income potential, a dream I didn't. So to me, it was just kind of random chance that I end up on this, you know, call it divine guidance, call it the universe connected the dots. I mean, it was one of those just perfect moments. And and that's how I ended up in doing that. I fell in love with it. And very quickly, I realized this was what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. I was not, not meant to work for somebody else. And yeah, so I spent about a year building my business on the side while I still work construction. And then after a year, I left and have been doing that ever since. Wow. Hey, I have a very similar story. I was in heavy equipment operating and Mm -hmm. it was like, I just knew I wasn't meant to be there. And it had that moment when I was laid off that I met the right people that Mm -hmm. introduced me to the company. And it was like, I never in a million years thought I'd be a financial advisor. (laughs) Like, No, no way. Not a chance. And then once I actually started doing it, I was like, oh, hey, I like problem solving. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be good at this because I like problem solving. I like understanding how I can help people. And when you kind of just find that thing that you're like, oh, that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. And you just start pursuing it. It changes the way that you look at life big time. Absolutely. The first time I was told to dream as big as you were just talking about, I started crying because I had no idea that I was even allowed to dream that big. Like, hey, if time and money aren't holding you back, what are you going to do with your life? I was like, I don't know, live in a house somewhere with lots of cars and stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was like, no, what charities would you donate to? And, you know, what would you do for your family? And whose life is it affecting if you don't achieve those things? And I was like, oh, that's that's fun to dig into for sure. Yeah, it's a great question. 
Yeah. And it really shifted the way that I look at my life. It changed the way that I looked at my life in the context of I can have whatever I want if I create that for myself. 100%. So when it comes to finding clarity, um, what do you think the most important thing you can do? Yeah, I think you had a great question that that I recommend to everybody to begin with is is really beginning with that question of, okay, if time and money weren't an issue, what would I want my life to look like? And literally to sit down, pen and paper, you know, pen and notebook, journal, whatever, whatever you have, and to actually take the time and then to start to narrow down and okay, in all these areas of my life, all the areas that are important to me, because often what happens is, is some people, I mean, they kind of, we almost narrow down too much, just, or not too much, but only to one area. So they're super obsessed with their health and fitness, but their financial life's a mess. They're really focused on their career and their business and their income, but then their health's not the way they want it to, or their marriage or the relationship or, you know, themselves as parents or their spiritual life. So to me, the whole idea of clarity is, yeah, if time and money weren't an issue, what would I want my whole life to look like and start to build a life plan Once we've got a life plan of what I really want my life to look like, now we can start to build a business plan behind that in terms of, okay, what would I want my career or business or financial life to look like so I can create that life? How much has your life changed since you started focusing like that? Oh, (laughs) I mean, you can't, you, I don't even know how you would quantify that so dramatically. I mean, when I started, I was, I was apprentice. I was making $30,000 a year and financially is one way your life is going to change. Right. And one way your life can change, but I'm making 30, I owed about 15,000. So, you know, the math on that wasn't very good, you know, and just in credit cards. I mean, it was nothing. It wasn't a vehicle loan. It wasn't anything. It was just random crap spending. I mean, I had to work for somebody else all the time. I had to work, you know, 50 weeks a year, basically just to pay the bills. And, you know, to now where life is, it's a totally different story. I mean, we get to do pretty much what we want to do when we want to do it. Our life is amazing in terms of time freedom. I mean, how much time I'm able to be there with my wife and our two girls to the quality of husband that I've become, the quality of dad that I've become, my physical health, everything. I mean, our whole world has changed financially, obviously it's changed in a dramatic way. And it's given us a life that at one point was just a dream. Uh And and now, uh, now we're dreaming bigger. Now we're dreaming even you know, further than where we are and excited because I know what the future holds. I know when we have that clarity and we have that dream and we keep working on it and keep focusing on it, that it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how fast. Yeah. And, and nobody knows the answer to that, but we just got to keep working at it and we're going to create it. Yeah. So I feel like this year I set my goals too low because okay. I surpassed them in like September. And I was like, man... I really should have dreamed a little bit bigger. I, thought I was capable of more because yeah. I probably wouldn't have been as lazy this year, you know? Right. And yeah. I really discovered through working from home for the last eight months, nine months yeah. here, a little bit more balance in my family life, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more balance in my physical life and my business mm-hmm. life. And yeah, my business has taken a little bit of a hit, but I'm happier now because mm-hmm. I'm finding what actually matters to me the most. Mm-hmm which is my family life and hanging out with my dog and being able to cook dinner and, you know, being the nurturer as a female, that's a natural thing we want to do is like take care of our spouse and be yeah. a good dog mom, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I love that this year has challenged me and really made me look at my daily habits and go, Oh, which ones are subconsciously happening and which ones am I actually in control of? And then, this sure. morning, it was so funny. I was in the shower and I turned it to cold because I do that every morning. 
Yeah. And I was like, why do I do this? Because someone else told me to, but then I was like, okay, what benefit is it giving to me? I'm doing something that I don't want to do. I'm doing something that is a challenge to me. And I apparently like things that are difficult. I think that when you're developing your mental toughness on a daily basis, yeah. um, your whole life changes. Oh, 100%. It's funny you're talking about the cold shower. Literally the exact same thing this morning. Yeah. Where, you know, get in there. So I, uh, I do similar. I'll jump in right away, which is always cold. Then I'll warm up <laughs> a bit, you know, and then I'll warm up a bit and then get sometimes I'll do cycles of it sometimes just right at the end minimum 30 seconds a minute they're pure cold and yeah I love it because you're right that whole idea of that to me it's multiple things I understand there's a lot of health benefits to it and so I'm kind of with those weird guys like I could eat food or drink this drink even if it doesn't taste very good because I know it's good for me I got no problem doing that same thing with that but also the like you said if we can begin our day on doing something uncomfortable something that our that our mind not even us but our mind would rather not do but we're choosing to do it. We're saying, no, no, I want to do this because I want to build mental toughness. I want to build mental strength. Uh-huh. That's such a powerful thing because the more we can do it in something as small as a cold shower, well, now when it comes to doing the other stuff that you need to do to get to where you want to go in whatever area that might be, you don't want to do your workout, but you've built this mental capacity to say, okay, my mind may not want to, but I, I know I'm going to. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I, I do very similar actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was even like yesterday, I was like, I don't really want to do a workout. And then I was like, nope, I did 45 minutes of yoga at six o'clock in the morning because that's what I committed to. I was like, I signed up for that class. What am I going to bitch out on it and be like, no, I don't want to do this because it's hard. I'm like, good. That's when it matters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's those moments of clarity when you're like, no, I am doing this for a reason. I dedicated myself to taking care of my body. It's getting out of your head and stop letting your body control your mind. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. On the note of that, when you, what you just talked about too, is when we think about clarity, clarity is one of those powerful words. If I have clarity in terms of what I really want with my life and I'm working towards it, but then the other big powerful word, another powerful word is, is commitment. Yeah. And, you know, as you talked about, I did the yoga because I was committed to doing it. And so I've always found for myself that yeah, I begin with clarity what works really well for me is creating myself different challenges. And there's lots of them out there. I mean, you could, there's so many different ones you could follow or sign up for. I've, I've kind of worked on just creating my own. And that might've been a 30 day, a 60 day, a 90 day. I'm currently doing a 75 one. It's not uh, for sale as 75 hard. It's just my own kind of challenge to myself of things that I'm committed to every day. And I've noticed I'm only about six days in. Right now, for some of it though, it's a bit of a, a chore at times of like, okay, I've got, I've got a busy day. I didn't start my day off exactly how I wanted to. So now I've got to fit it in elsewhere. But that muscle is just being built of keeping those, you know, when we, when we have those high standards for ourselves, and then we keep that promise and we keep that commitment. Well, strength is built strength internally. I mean, of course, part of mine is exercise. So physically strength is built too, but we're really building that internal strength and that capacity again, to be the kind of person that I'm the kind of person that does what I say. And when we can really build that of that we've aligned, not just consciously, but unconsciously, that my word is law. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You become a very powerful person, mm-hmm. very powerful, because you know, and even in the deepest part of you, your unconscious mind knows that I can count on me. That's like when Joe Dispenza was talking to us a couple of weeks ago in Mexico, he was like, oh, when that little bitch voice comes up, 
tell it to shut up, <laughs> like just question it. Hey, where's yeah. that coming from? Or, you know, that's all you got. Yeah. So this morning I was like teasing the cold water. Right. And I'm like, ah, this sucks so much. And I was like, that's all you got. And I caught myself and I was like, cool. Yeah. Cold. And yeah, then yeah, my nice. husband comes down. He's like, why are you yelling? <laughs> he's like, I just uh, went a little colder than I thought I was going to, but yeah, whatever. that's building that muscle. Right. And you have to, because yeah. when you lose that feeling and like, okay. So for myself last year was the most intense year of my life. And I was just on such a mission and like an absolute pursuit of greatness. Mm -hmm. And I was just so focused and so disciplined in like, okay, I get up at five every morning. I do my workout. I do my reading. I do my goals. I do everything that's for me in the morning. And then I slipped Mm. during COVID. I let myself give into the automatic habits and I gained a bunch of weight back and I'm like more depressed. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, I just did a big self-evaluation and I was like, what is going on here? Mm. And a lot of it is the, the lack of consistency in the times that I'm doing my daily habits. And then I forget it. Or it's like, oh, you didn't do a workout today. Okay. Well go do 10 push-ups. That's something right. And then you're still, you're still able to kind of just keep yourself in check. Yeah. Reading a book, 10 pages a day. I'm like, Oh, sometimes I forget. And then I fall asleep reading, but I'm like, okay, well, at least I did five, you know, I didn't completely fail myself. And that's how you build that confidence. And it's attractive. Confidence is key for sure. You find the people that you want by putting out that energy into the world and just going, Hey, you can do it too. It's all in those daily disciplines, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when it first started for you, like your, your belief in yourself and how you could transition yourself to your habits, like through the, through the daily challenges and just continue to challenge yourself. What kind of habits did you find helped you? What kind of things do you do on a daily basis that you think someone could benefit from? Yeah. Great question. That idea of building belief, I think, is so important because often when we're starting, especially if you're you're newer, say you're a newer entrepreneur, or I mean, it really doesn't matter, you know, who is wherever you're at listening to this. If you don't have the belief that you want in you yet or in your capacity, that's normal. Belief is not something that necessarily you're just given. It's something that you built. And it goes back to what we've been talking about so far, that whole idea of that raise my standards and I'm going to raise my beliefs. So the more that I will challenge myself to do more, to step into more, then I'm going to start to gain more belief. But in terms of your question, habits, I mean, they've evolved over the years as all of us have, but I'll give you a few, a few foundational things for me when I think of habits. And some of them are real basic. I mean, some of them for our listeners, they're not going to be necessarily new things that you haven't heard before. And that's always the catch is sometimes we're seeking new information where it's less about new information as it is applied information, right? What am I doing with this? But to me, I mean, some basic things that have made a massive difference in my life. I, early in my life, was very fortunate. I was exposed to you know, someone that was very successful and early on, and this was right when I started in business, and, and you know Greg very well, mm-hmm. and, but I was exposed to him. And I remember at this point in time, he was in his mid-20s earning multiple six figures a year. I was in my early 20s earning 30,000 a year. And it was a really simple, he was teaching a class. It wasn't even one on one to me, but I'm in this class with him. And he says, I read a book a week. And he was talking about obviously personal development books. I was reading zero books a year at that point in my life, you know, not reading at all. So I made a decision right then that I'm going to start reading. 
And so reading came once I started, I used to hate reading, but once I started getting into books that actually enhanced and grew my life, I mean, I became, yeah, I love the title of your show, The Pursuit of Relentless. And I became relentless in reading, relentless in personal growth. So for me, the personal growth habit is one of the most foundational and most important habits. I'm going to read you something, actually. This is great, worth reading. This is out of Brendan Burchard's new high performance journal. Cool. And this is so good right here. And I really feel this. I read this. I thought, yeah, this is truth. So here we go. To unlock the secret to lifelong happiness, success, connection, and fulfillment, begin with a deep commitment to personal development. We can't become who we're destined to be without self-awareness and self-mastery. And so for me, that habit of personal development was huge. It wasn't just reading. It was all of it. It was journaling. It was webinars. It was, you know, when I started to actually make a little bit of money, getting to some seminars and things like that, all that stuff made such a dramatic difference. But the daily habit of personal growth, another foundational habit for me that I developed later, then I lost it. And then I've gotten back to it the last couple of years is meditation. I remember years ago getting into meditation thing and and it really working, seeing just miracles start to happen in my life. But then for whatever reason, you know, stopped doing it for a long time, good seven, eight years. And then about three years ago, starting to get back into it, but really seriously, the last two years starting. You mentioned Dr. Joe. Um, I know you were just at his, his week-long retreat. I had done the same one the year prior uh, in Mexico as well, in Cancun as well. And just amazing. So meditation's a big one. I think that's one of those things that people ask me today, if there's one thing I could start doing that would really improve my life, what would you recommend? I'd, I'd probably recommend that mm-hmm. is, is meditating. There's lots of different ways you can do it. Uh, but meditating is a huge one. And, you know, exercise is something that I've been really focused on. And like you said, even if it's a little bit, I'm not really the kind of go to the gym, go work out for an hour. It just doesn't, I don't really love doing it, but I can, you know, I got a little setup in my, my home office here down. So I got a chin up bar, I got some weight stuff like that. And I'll just go and do a bit, right. And just get focused. I like yoga too, that kind of stuff. And then the other habit too, we've talked a lot about it, but is really, I feel like I really embraced early on the habit of getting outside of my comfort zone. And the habit of doing what I knew my mind would tell me in the moment I didn't want to do it, but I knew it was beneficial to me in the long run. And so in our business, you know, that was things like making phone calls. I was scared to call people and apprehensive and nervous and, you know, didn't want to go and prospect and all that kind of stuff. But I knew that, okay, I would do this. So I'd set myself little challenges. I got to call this many people a day. I better go and prospect this many people a day. And sometimes on the note of prospect, I'd be out late at night, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I told myself I was going to talk to two brand new people I've never met before. And I'm, you know, going to the grocery store 1030 at night, you know, go and buy one item so I can try and find somebody to talk to. And from a business standpoint, very little ever came out of that. I don't think ever, you know, I don't think I ever really got a business from that act. But from a confidence standpoint, oh man, every time I did, I just felt so freaking good. And just felt awesome that, but that habit of getting outside of our comfort zone is one of the best habits we have. What's interesting is the further you go, the more successful you go, the harder that is because sometimes you don't have to. I mean, you know, you think about for a lot of people listening, when's the last time you really got outside of your comfort zone? So, I mean, those would be things for me. So intense personal development commitment habit, getting some exercise foundational one, which I'm really, again, it's something that I'm working on building better than ever before, meditating for sure, and then really stepping into the habit of getting outside of your comfort zone. I think that every single one of those is something that everyone should do. Too many people have like fallen off the path of learning because 
they think that learning is going to school and like going to school sucks, you know? And I'm like, man, I want to learn all this stuff. Like, especially being around people that make triple, quadruple, 10 times my income, 20 times my income, a hundred times my income. I'm like, man, how do I get to that level? Yeah. And that's by studying people who've done it and asking them questions and just not being afraid to go, Hey Ben, will you do a podcast with me? Even though you make a bajillion times more than I do, you know, because I know there's so much value to be learned from someone who's done it and who's been in the trenches and who's developed from even, especially you started in business way younger than I did. So I could not imagine, I could not imagine how tough that would have been because I was 25 when I started, but I was a hundred grand in debt. Right. Zero confidence when it came to finance and people listening to me and like having those habits. But I had one habit that served me very well. And that was listening to audiobooks while I was driving my haul truck. And I would literally write on the haul truck window with a dry erase marker. And then when I stopped I would write it in my journal and then I'd reflect on it. And then guess what? I've heard it and written it twice. Yeah. And so I learned so, so fast these types of scenarios into how to change my life and how to not be, it's not that mediocre is bad, but I don't want to be mediocre. I want to be the person who's going out there and being able to donate a million dollars to a foundation that needs help, you know, and I can't do that yet. So it's just a matter of building it. It's a matter of really just being in that pursuit and figuring out how to do what I want to do. And I think the first thing, like you said, is just selling out to that personal development. Because when you learn from someone who's done it, you bypass all of the things that they failed at because you learn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the hard way. Yeah. If there's one more, I was just thinking about this too. One more thing that I think we all need to continually work on and improve on. And that's just the habit of treating people well. And I mean, life is, you know, you think about every, every, <laughs> every relationship we ever have has to do with somebody else, right? I mean, we're the, we're the common denominator, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to accomplish anything in your life, anything worthwhile, it's going to require working with other people. It just is. Mm-hmm. So that would be another component of it is really, really working on, it goes back to personal development, skill development, but that idea of, the habit of, yeah, treating people well and, and just trying to become a better person, not just in the way that we think, but in the way that we are character-wise, the way that we treat people, the way that we interact. I think that was a great thing that I was, I wouldn't say I was, I wasn't bad with people or I was, I didn't treat them poorly, but I knew I needed to get better at that. I needed to become better at dealing with them. I needed to really work on that. And, uh, and that same thing, constant evolution, lots of mistakes, lots of things. I wish, okay, I wish I wouldn't have said that, you know, <laughs> and learning from that and growing from that. That'd be another thing I'd add to that. Yeah, definitely. I second that as well, for sure. Um, yeah. Even like my relationship with my mentor has mm-hmm. been a challenge because literally I'm super stubborn and I'm like, oh, she's just trying to help me. Sure. Wait, get over your ego, Elena, you know, and you learn that when people are kind hearted and they're on the same path as you are, they don't necessarily know everything, but maybe they know one thing that's helped them and they're yeah. trying to share that with you. Relationships with other people. I, sometimes I'll share a video that I've found really impactful or a podcast or something that I'm like, dude, this is going to change your life. And then they give you really negative feedback and you're like, where did that come from? I'm like, I loved that. That was so good. Like it took so much value, but maybe I was ready for it and they weren't, or maybe blindsided them a little bit. 
So I don't know. Do you think there's some foundational books that you could suggest that people should, you know, look at in terms of leadership or developing their own mindset, getting over their ego? Yeah, great question. I mean, there's so many great, great resources out there. You know, leadership wise, big fan of John Maxwell. I love his lots of his books, but leadership, I mean, the, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership would be a big one. Developing the Leaders Around You is one of my all-time favorites. A great book is a great book. He co-authored it with Jim Dornan. Jim used to be, uh, he's passed away, but he was one of the biggest uh, builders in Amway, actually. One of the biggest organizations there, and which of course is all about people. And, and that book's called Becoming a Person of Influence. So phenomenal read. Those would be three I'd kind of name in that area. In terms of getting out of our own way and our ego, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know if I have a, a book specific to that. What, anything by Wayne Dyer is probably pretty good for that. Love Wayne's stuff. And yeah, and, and you know, I mean, again, we could talk a lot about books. One, one of the books that made the greatest impact in my own life was a book called Beyond Positive Thinking by Robert Anth. And I read it, got to be a decade ago, no longer than that, probably 11, 12 years ago. And it changed my life. It was the right time, right place. I mean, he's, he's such a great teacher. It's one of my all-time favorite books. He's got a lot of great ones, but that's definitely one of my all-time favorites. And I remember he, he I read something for the first time where he talked about, you might've heard this before. It was the first time I'd ever heard it or read it. And he, and he goes like this. He says, Hey, if you had a friend that treated yourself the way you do, broke promises to yourself the way you do, talk to yourself the way you do, would you ever hang out with that friend? And I'm, at this point in my life, I'm reading that. I'm thinking, Oh crap, there's no way I would let somebody else treat me like that. And then he goes on to say, asking a great question. Well, why would you continue doing that for yourself? And that was a breakthrough moment for me. It wasn't an automatic boom. Okay. I never was like that again, but it progressed towards my life of just not being so hard on ourselves. And, and I think that often, especially achievers have the tendency, we tend to be hard on ourselves. And mm -hmm. because we underlying, we use the excuse of, well, if I'm not, then I won't be getting better and I'll kind of lose my pursuit. And which isn't the case. And so I've noticed that, that that the kinder we can be, not just to others, but the kinder we can be to ourselves, the better our life gets, the more flow we get in life, the more happiness you're going to have, the more joy that you're going to have. And the kinder we are to ourselves also opens up the space for us to then be kinder to others as well too. So it's kind of like, is that the chicken before the egg? If I start treating people better, I feel better about myself. It just happens, right? The better you treat others, the better you feel. But also the better you feel about yourself, then the better you treat the others around you. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's a big thing for sure is giving up that need to constantly look at what's wrong with you and instead focus on what's right. And the ego always wants you to focus on what's wrong. The exactly. ego always, it loves conflict. It loves, you know, getting hung up on the mistakes that you've made or the fight that you were in with your spouse recently or whatever it might be. I mean, just loves doing on that stuff. Whereas the spirit, that part of us is more kindness, love, compassion, focusing on the good, see, you know, and there's good in everything and everybody, but if we're not looking for it, we're not going to see it. Yeah. And I think that when you're really focused on the things that are bad about you, you literally just continue to attract those things to yourself. And uh, 100%. for myself in particular, like struggling with food, I'm like, why do I struggle with food? I don't, it's just a, it's a mechanism of torture for myself. Because I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, I shouldn't eat this. And then I'm like, why? It's not even that bad. And I'm like, why am I telling myself that I shouldn't have it? For example, when there's nothing wrong with having this much ice cream, for example. But when you're telling yourself that this is bad for you and it's unhealthy and you're just prejudging what your body's going to take from it, 
then how is it supposed to be nutritionist, <laughs> nutritious yeah. for you? You know? Yeah. So I've noticed a lot over like this year in particular, my connection with myself is so much deeper because I'm learning so much about my subliminal messaging that I'm telling myself and what thoughts I'm having that I'm struggling with or where I'm hung up in my business. And I had one of my agents go, where's Elena? Like, where's, where's the Elena that's at the gym every day and like super, you know, motivated and doing all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know, man, I don't know. And then you look at how you beat yourself up. And for instance, okay, I put on weight, but I'm like, I'm nowhere near where I was before. And the awareness doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Right. Like once you have that awareness and you've made that shift in your mind to you can create everything, mm -hmm. it's there's nothing holding you back but yourself. 100%. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's been a crazy year for me, <laughs> for sure. Like learning to meditate has been insane because it forces you to empty your head and turn off those, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. No, I don't. I have to be here right now and I have right. to embrace my heart and I have to you know, just find these amazing things about whatever my future is going to look like, because those are the moments that you're creating it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're, you're right about that. Boom. Uh, leadership stuff. Where do you think people should go to get more access to your podcast in particular? I know there's so many resources there that you've already put out on your podcast that are really tangible tips that people can get, for instance. So maybe talk about your podcast a little bit. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. Absolutely. So it, it's funny because you had reached out to me after Esra had just started mine and, and I, I wasn't aware that you had yours. And this was exciting to talk to you and learn from you. Cool. And especially exciting when uh, I saw the title of yours, The Pursuit of Relentless. <laughs> and so originally when I was coming up with the podcast, I thought, well, I'm going to call mine The Pursuit of Greatness. And you even said that earlier in the episode today, earlier in the interview, uh, which is cool. So that was going to be the original name of the show. And then Tiffany, my wife, who is my, my great business partner and confidant. And uh, she says, well, why don't you call it the pursuit? And so that's the name of the show. You've got the pursuit of relentless. I got the pursuit. So it's, it's so in line mm -hmm. with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd love for people listening in to go check it out. We've got the first episode is all about clarity, vision, starting to create that ideal picture of your life. The second episode is all about the way that you think about money and your mentality. Mm -hmm. And then we got a great interview on there. I just released an episode today at the time of this recording that just came out on goal setting. So it literally just came out this afternoon and we got a whole bunch of great interviews lined up and, uh, but go check it out. There's good stuff on there. hundred percent. And would love to connect with you connect on Instagram as well as a great spot, uh, at Ben Spangle, B E N S P A N G L. And yeah, it's fun. It's fun doing these. I'm excited to bring more and more value, excited to connect with more and more guests and, you know, I love what you've done with yours and it's awesome. It's a great platform to share ideas and, and create value for others. I agree. Well, and it helps people understand that they can do it too, you know? So we were yeah. talking earlier about demographic and I'm like, okay, if I know my demographic, I can speak to them. I know that I'm speaking to primarily millennial females and I'm like, that is amazing. And that makes me so happy because I'm like, those are the people that I want to help the most. The people that are like myself five years ago that just need a break, you know, or just need that one, that coach to help them get to the next level. And it's like, okay, how do I do goal setting? I've never done that before. What kind of books do I need to read? You know, like one of the ones that stuck out big for me was feel the fear and do it anyways. By yeah, great book. yeah. And that book changed my life. 
that was one of the first books that I read after leaving high school because I hated reading. I'm dyslexic. I have a really hard time with it. And I was just like telling myself I hated reading. I hated reading. I hated reading. And that's the one thing that I forced myself to do, you know, and then it was just like, all right, I got to figure this out and just keep going with it. That's something now that I, I don't sacrifice because I know that there's so much to be learned from the people who have done it. And sharing resources is everything. So money mindset was huge, like not thinking in lack, not thinking in, oh, there's no more money coming. I can't give it away. I have to hoard it. No, Mm. I'm like, oh, did I spend too much? Oops. Mm. You know, was it on something smart? Yeah, I was investing in my business or I was investing in someone else. And there's just so many amazing things that you can do if you're focused on helping people. And just, I don't even know. It's just... It's that feeling inside that you're just striving for when you're a contribution-driven person, just helping people and helping them understand the greatness inside of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you do that, and I love that that's what your podcast is about too, because it's developing the badass version of yourself, the 2.0, the 3.0 version of yourself and understanding the journey is always the journey. And there's a reason that you struggle in the way that you do. So like, I'm going to inspire different people because I struggle with my weight, for instance, versus someone who struggles with alcohol or someone who struggles with approval addiction or whatever it is, everyone's different. So having that little piece of awareness where you're like, okay, what is it that I'm telling myself? What negative thoughts do I have? And where did those come from? but also figuring out what the best version of you looks like and writing down your goals. And just like my vision statement is be unique, shine bright and help people. That's it. And if I focus every day on those three things, then I will stick out and I will develop a business for myself that are people like-minded, you -hmm. know? And I think that if you really just go in with an open heart and just try and help people. You're going to attract everything you want. hundred percent. Yeah. So one last question going into 2021 here, this podcast is going to be the first one of the year. So super exciting. How should people start when it comes to building their goals out? Hmm. I mean, I, so it'll be really good actually. So as you're listening to this, once you're done, go check out the, the episode that just came out on that for everyone. But uh, in terms of starting with your goals, building them out, I, I like to do, I kind of think from macro picture, a bigger picture first. And that's all about a bigger vision for my life, right? What do I want things to look like, whether that's three years or five years down the road and starting to think from that perspective. I know some people teach to think even bigger to begin with your eulogy. I, I, I haven't done that. So I'm not going to teach that. I haven't done that. But I know some people start with that. How do you want to be remembered? What do you want people to say at your eulogy? Yeah. But a macro picture. So begin with the bigger picture of the vision, where we're going. And then the other thing I've done as well that I've kind of shifted for me is, is I've got more of a purpose statement. So the purpose statement is who I want to be, how I want to be in the important areas of my life. And to me, there's, there's really three major priorities in my life. There's, there's my family life, there's my health. And when I refer to my health, I'm talking about my physical health, my mental health, and my spiritual health. Those are the big three. Uh-huh. And emotional tied into mental, right? But I've got statements of who I want to be and how I want to be in those areas. And then my business life. And, you know, it's shifted for me too, where I was very money motivated early in my career. And and that worked to a certain point, right? Created some good financial success from that. However, that alone, or that being the primary drive, 
didn't necessarily always have the inspiration that I needed versus one of coming from a place of how can I serve? How can I make a difference? Mm -hmm. So if you can have a purpose statement for you, everyone listening to develop a purpose statement of who do I want to be? How do I want to be? What kind of man do I want to be? What kind of woman do I want to be? What kind of husband, what kind of father, spouse, whatever it might be, dog, mom, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but a purpose statement, then we've got a vision. Then when we start to focus on this year, now, when I start to create goals for whatever, whenever you're listening to this, but when you start to create goals for the year, I've got something to align them to. Because if my goals for the year aren't really in alignment with the vision, then why am I pursuing those goals? Why am I going to invest time and energy and money into something that's not actually moving me towards my overall vision of my life? So that would be a place to start. Because if we've got that, we can start to create those goals. Then what I recommend is start to, you're going to have a big list probably of things you want, narrow it down narrow it down to top 10, top three. I think really having, you know, two or three main goals for the year is important. Mm -hmm. And my last tip on that stuff is breaking it down now into the first quarter. Specific, clear, concise goals that are going to help you reach the one-year goal that's going to help you reach the bigger vision. And then that nailed out with specific action items, action steps on that. So that'd be my recommendation. It, it takes more work. It takes more time. It does, but it's worth it. And the more clarity we have, the more focus we bring, the more focus we bring, the more productivity we bring, the more productive we are, the more we can get done in the same time or less. And so one of my affirmation statements is that I'm one of the most productive and effective people on the planet. And I want to become that, right? I want to get, like, get shit done all the time, yeah. boom, and still have lots of time to do lots of other stuff. Yeah, that's being that's intentional it. with your time. Yeah, yeah. You have to. So that's what I'd say. Starting off the year, begin with the bigger picture, purpose statement, bigger picture, narrow it down to the few most important goals and then break it down to the first quarter. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Hey, Elena, thanks for having me. Wonderful being with you. I'm proud of everything you've accomplished. I know you've spoken to our team before and it's amazing to see just how much you've grown and changed and what you're doing here with the podcast as well is, is super special. So you're doing a great job. You're helping people. You're making a difference and you're living your mission. So great job. Awesome. Well, this has been an incredible show. I know everyone's going to get a ton of value out of it. I took a whole page of notes. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate your time, Ben. And uh, yeah, go check out The Pursuit. You guys are going to love it. There's so many tangible tips in there. And I know that it's going to just keep getting better and better. So I'm proud to be in business with you. Thank you for uh, all of your time today. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.